With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, right, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. We are back with another episode from the Rafters. And uh, Sam, I don't know about you, but we usually start with a question. Uh, but I'm ready to just skip that because, wow, was that game last night amazing. Oh, like, that was the most, like, hyped I've been watching a Celtics game in a long time. I don't know about you. Like, do you agree? I wouldn't – well, I mean, I was definitely hyped for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. I was also really stressed. Oh, yeah, no, stress. That was the most, I like, investment I had in a game in a long time. I'll, I'll put it that way instead. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, I was freaking out in the third quarter because the Celtics were kind of looking like they were about to blow it. And then Marcus yeah. Smart. Marcus fucking Smart, dude. Where did that come from? Marcus is a shooter, man. He's, he's Everybody something. needs to stop sleeping on Marcus. That was the most ridiculous thing I've seen from him. I saw a tweet, and it was like, Marcus Smart making five threes in a row is the craziest thing that's happened in 2020. <laughs> like, I, what came over him? I don't know. I don't like, know, man. I, he's, the guy, he's the captain. And yeah. he said he's going to put the team on the back. But... um. CJ McCollum tweeted about it last night. He was like, smart, low-key, got the strap, man, made 11 threes in a game or something like that. And I was just dying laughing at it. Bro, he's like, like Jason Tatum had 31. Brown had an okay game. 34, yeah, yeah. Like, and yet everyone just was like Marcus Smart. The Celtics did not even play good yesterday. Let it be known that they played kind of bad and they still pulled that off. I agree. They played much better in game one. I still liked their defense. I thought their defense was okay. Their defense has been great yeah. all playoffs, really. It's just that they couldn't get anything going on offense, it seemed like. Like, they didn't have – like, they weren't flowing on offense. And that's why it was so important for Marcus to make those threes. It was huge. Yeah, that and, um, you know, Jason Tatum had a lot of points yesterday, but, like, you watch, like, he's got to earn every little thing he gets, even the catch. Yes. Yes, for sure. And, I mean, this is something else I wanted to talk about. Nick Nurse after the game, that was like, like, come on, bro. You, you can't blame the refs that game. You guys couldn't make a shot. Like, they couldn't make a shot to save their lives. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? The refs gave them a technical, uh... You know, with like Tatum, thirty yeah. seconds or less to play, and it was yeah. a close game. Like what? Yeah, like, it was definitely. How, how are you going to do that? Like you can't do that. Yeah, no. I, I think Nick Nurse was like the refs took real good care of Tatum last night, and I was just, I was sitting there like, really, Nick? Like, he said some things that were inaccurate. He said he had more free throws than the whole Raptors team. 
Toronto shot 19 free throws. Tatum yeah. only shot 14. And aside from Tatum, not a lot of people shot free throws for the Celtics. So I the just disparity think, was not there. I just feel like the Celtics did a good job of not fouling on shots. Like, that's not – you can't get mad at the refs. Yeah, because... I mean, it's not like anybody was getting hammered when they were going to the basket. Kyle Lowry's got a bad rep of being a flopper. So that's another thing. Like, you're going to flop like that? Like, they're not going to give you calls. Speaking of flops, I can't believe Marcus initially got the call on that fast break. That would have been incredible if you know if they couldn't challenge it. Oh yeah, no, he they already flopped, used it. He flopped so hard. He, he literally got the call. Yeah, no, he just he literally just took away Nurse's challenge on that play, which is beautiful because like that was so clear. Yeah, according to Nick Nurse, uh, they missed some calls down the stretch, so he would have used it later in the game. Seriously, yeah. I mean, there were a couple rough calls, I think. But, I mean, in fairness, I think there were some rough calls on both sides. Like, I don't one... really think there were that many rough calls, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking of the smart one, him flopping. All right. Well, they, it got, they it got overturned. That. Yeah, yeah. The one where Jalen Brown was out of bounds, that one was questionable. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised they missed that. Yeah. And then the one I remembered is Kemba uh, trying to draw a charge, and they called the foul on him. And that whole, like, beginning of the third quarter seemed like the whistles were just very loose uh, against the Celtics. Like, I tweeted out, I was like, damn, the refs really went into the locker room, saw the Raptors had no free throws, and then just went whistle-happy to make things up. And I was like, it, that kind of, that's kind of what it felt like, if I'm being honest. Like, they well, just... The most impressive part of last night is the Celtics won a Tony Brothers game. And True. going into the game, that was the whole story, is that you might as well just... Uh, chalk it up as a loss and true true honestly it wasn't that bad no I mean our offense was just the thing that I was most concerned with last night I, and I wouldn't even say concerned because it wasn't the worst thing in the world it just like felt like our offense was kind of stagnant for the, at least the beginning of the game did you feel that way uh, I feel like it was really stagnant the whole game except for the fourth I mean that's why they were down and you know, Kemba finally, he picked it up in the fourth. He went four for four, had 11 points. It's great. No, yeah, it was a good fourth quarter for sure, especially with Smart. Um, Looking at the other team for a second, the Raptors just can't get anything going. Like, Nurse is blaming the refs. Like, he's probably not actually blaming the refs, but he, like, put a little bit of blame on them. But Siakam, Van Fleet, and Lowry both shot under 38%, and you're going to blame the refs. Like, your your players just can't make shots. Don't, don't like, say, like, oh, the refs took really good care of Tatum. Oh, this happened, this happened. They missed some calls. Your players can't shoot, and that's why you lost. You lost because you couldn't score the ball. Like, OG Ananobi was your leading scorer. If that's happening, you're not going to win basketball games. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like... Yeah, I mean, I I personally am never really one that likes to blame the refs because in any situation, like you just said, like you're blaming the refs, like your team could just be better. I mean, especially in a game like last night, it's a three point game. So if you yeah. execute better down the stretch, you don't you don't shit the bed in the fourth quarter offensively and let the Celtics just go off on the other end. Like you're gonna win the game. Like they choked, and there's no getting around it. It's not like the Celtics were getting calls after call after call after call in the fourth quarter to where they were shooting free throws, and that's how they came back. They came back because they were making shots. Yeah, They came back because they were playing hard. 
They came back because they wanted it. And, I mean, that just – I don't know. Something happened for Toronto oh, last man. night that they lost it in the fourth. You could see – like, I don't know about you, but I could personally see every single time Marcus Smart made a three, I could just see a little bit of hope and energy, like, just fade out of every single Raptors player. Like, you could, like, physically see their, like – their demeanor change on the court. Did you see that? Like, I mean, yeah. When someone's unconscious like that, and like they, you have a eight point lead that's just instantly gone. It's frustrating. And the thing about last night is that, like, Marcus really just showed like he's a leader. Like he, yeah, he came out, and even like earlier in the game, like he's still, he's still all about it. Like he's still hyping everybody up. Like we got it, we got it, we got it. He comes out, and he just. He carries. He puts a team on his back. He gets the gets the run going that they desperately needed all game. Which if they if they were able to go on a run earlier in the game, I'm pretty sure they could have put the game away. Because yes. I mean Toronto was just they were they bad. were leaving the door wide open. They were just bad, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what was going on with them. Uh I will say, like Serge Ibaka played really well. OG Ananobi played really well. And I put out a tweet and I was like the Raptors need some of these players to, um, <clears throat> sorry, to step up in the series because Celtics are going to prioritize guarding Siakam, Lowry, and Van Fleet. That being said, if Siakam, Lowry, and Van Fleet can't make a shot in general, then they're not going to win. Like Kyle Lowry still sucks, by the way. Just in <laughs> case you haven't watched these first two games, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, okay. He has not been great. He has not been and, great. And, I mean, I've been saying it forever. He sucks. Yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. He's um, the least scary player. I mean, all he does is he, he just – I mean, he plays good defense. I'll give him that. He's a, yeah. he's a prick on defense. But, like, offensively, like, I'm not even worried about it. I'm yeah. really not. The one I'm most worried about is Ibaka. Yeah, Ibaka is a beast in the playoffs right now. He's missing – I mean, he's not missing anything. He shot really well yesterday too, but – If Lowry, Van Vliet, or Siakam even shoots, like, 40 – 45% from the field, the Raptors win that game. Because like you said, the Celtics didn't play well at all. Like, I don't know. It's just tough for me to look at anything aside from those three numbers, those percentages for those three players, and say, and put the blame anywhere else. Because that it, it's just that. Like, you played bad, so you lost. That's, like, period. Like, no Celtics starter shot above 47% from the field. Like, the Celtics right. didn't play good. So you lost because your three players played bad, period. That's why you lost, Nick Nurse. I don't know. And, honestly, that game, that's such a huge win because, first of all, the difference between 2-0 and 1-1 is the world. Huge. huge. And, I mean, that's a backbreaker for the Raptors. Yeah. I mean, you had that game by the balls and you let it go. For sure. Yeah, you know, I, like I was, I was getting discouraged thinking about if the Celtics were to drop that game yesterday, right? Yeah, and, we'd be and then like, you have to think the Raptors had a chance to even the series. Yeah, now there's even more pressure on them, and the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, three zero is just you might as well chalk it up. Badass, yeah. Like next game, I was about to say like, not to cut you off, but you say this game, game two is important, game three. So important. Yeah, because like, the same thing. Can... Difference between 3-0 and 2-1 is huge. Yeah. Because now, even if the Raptors, like, somehow manage to take game three, which they won't, like, then 
Yeah, no. The Celtics, I feel like they're not going to either, but you never I know. Agree. I mean, no, yeah, like, yeah. like we've been talking about the whole show, they haven't played well, but at the same time, like... They're a good I mean, team. They're Celtics good team. haven't either. No, I thought we played well in game one. I think that was better. I don't think it was as good as we could have played, though. And if hey... Think about it like this, right? Who on Toronto is really a guy that you say, all right, you can't really let him get going. Like, that's you, you're scared of that player. Fred Van Vliet is the only one. I, I like, the on, way he's on a superstar playoffs. level, though. Like, not okay. that that's just going to, if then they, if they, they get going, one. like, the Raptors could win the series, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they have one. A complete game changer. I don't think Siakam is that guy. Yeah. Like, on the Celtics, you've got probably three of them Tatum, yeah. Brown, Kemba. That's the difference in the series. That's why the Celtics are winning games. They were talking about in the fourth quarter last night, they were like, let's see if, or I think Doris said, uh, like, Kemba needs to get going, or let's see if Kemba can get going, or something like that, which proved to be important, right? But I was watching with my dad, and I said to my dad, he doesn't even have to. He just needs to play the role that the Celtics need him to play that day. Yeah. Which is what we've been talking about this whole playoffs is, okay, the Celtics are built to be a three-headed monster. You don't need Kemba to go off. As you saw yesterday, it was helpful that he went off because it took the pressure off Tatum in the fourth, but, like, they didn't need that. Jalen Brown had a um, solid scoring game, but he wasn't super efficient, and he hasn't been all series, unfortunately, but he's still getting the job done. They have other guys that are going to step up to alleviate the pressure from the stars. That's what Marcus did. That's what Tatum did. He made it so Kemba's bad game was kind of nulled, Nolan Void. I mean, and then Kemba stepped up on his own, which honestly is should be expected of Kemba. I saw people talking about it, and I mean, Kemba, that's what he does, is he's he's a big moment guy. So yeah. and that's what we've seen in the playoffs. Kemba's been worlds better. Obviously, he's getting the minutes now, but like if you look at the stats from the seeding games compared to you know what they had prior to that. Yeah. I mean Kemba's been playing well in the playoffs. Like, it's not like he's having a bad playoffs. Like, we have three Celtics again in the playoffs averaging 20-plus, just like the regular season. And you know what's even crazier? You said the Celtics are built to be a three-headed monster. Yeah, They're Gordon actually, Hayward's right. Yeah, exactly. They're actually built to be a four-headed monster. Like, <clears throat> and he's not even back yet. And the Celtics are beating the Raptors without their fourth-best player. Let, let me ask you this. If Gordon Hayward comes back before the end of this uh, Raptor series— who the hell guards Hayward? Like, how are the Raptors gonna, going to adjust in the middle of the playoffs? One, he's probably he's not going to, unfortunately. But He's coming um, back soon, to the bubble at least. He is supposed to come back soon, but, um, you know, he's not going to be ready to play. Hopefully, I was talking to my dad about this, is they were saying on the broadcast, like, the Lakers aren't even going to play game one of the second round before this game three in this series is over. Like, I don't know why that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, in previous weird. years, it's been, you know, if if the series isn't over, then the next round doesn't start. It's probably because it's the bubble. They want to get things going as quickly as possible. I mean, it doesn't matter, though. At the end of the day, those teams are going to have to wait for each other to start whatever round. I mean... True, but it, it helps get, like, the teams like like the Raptors and the Heat and or the Bucks or whoever loses can go to their families quicker. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I feel like, no, I, I, but now, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I completely. Oh, now families are coming into the bubble. You saw uh, Van True. Fleet's family was there, and 
Yeah. I mean, I can't wait for Deuce to get there. That's what I want. I want those pictures. I want those videos. I don't know, man. Something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, do, you know, do you follow Sean Grande or Sean Grandy? Or, or yes. Uh, yeah, he tweeted about um, this team is now tied with the 86 Celtics for the most consecutive wins to start the playoffs. Oh, wow. I didn't even read that. I was looking at a different tweet. That's amazing. What the fuck? Wow. I was reading, putting aside that the fact that Toronto in its last 18 games is now 0-3 versus Boston and 15-0 and versus the rest of the league. Which is crazy. About, yeah. They right. talked about it on the broadcast yesterday how, like, uh, they were like at the beginning of the game, they're like Toronto has two losses in the bubble and they're both to Boston. Yeah, no, we're just literally the Raptors killer. Like we're just a Raptors killer. And then since, since a six point loss to Miami on August 4th, the Celtics have played 10 games against playoff teams and are 10 and zero with a plus 14.2 scoring differential. Like what? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. We're yeah, the Celtics are teams. unreal, and they've flipped a switch ever since that Miami game. We talked about it before the playoffs started. You saw it when they put Robert Williams, who's been spectacular in this series, into the lineup. He's getting yep. minutes. He's bringing the energy off the bench, which is something the Celtics have really needed all season. People have been complaining about the bench, which hasn't been bad in the bubble regardless. Yep. And, you know, Williams didn't get a lot of time in the first round. And, you know, it was still fine. You know, Cantor did a good job. Props to him. Yeah. But, no, Williams is elevating the bench. And the rest of the bench played terrible. Semi Ojale looked horrible. Semi looked lost. Which, I, like, think, I think it's time. It's not time to, like, give up on him completely. But for the purpose of this series, Grant has been really good. Mm-hmm. Give Grant those minutes. Grant was hey, hustling. Grant, Grant is a hustler, man. That's what I was just about to say. Like, he he clutched up with that offensive rebound, got yeah, it out to Tatum. To Tatum three. Yep. He he clutched, man. Grant Williams is everything I want in the Celtic, off the bench especially. Perfect. Yeah. That's what you need. He's he's got yeah. the grit. Um, you know, there's the video of Kemba telling him to keep shooting yesterday. Yep. Really nice. Yep. Kemba showing his leadership, unlike the point guard last year. Which is also a huge difference maker, just because of you know you got this leadership now. Like guys are bought into this team. Yeah, you're seeing it. I think so too. That's yeah. why they're so successful. They're playing as a team. They didn't quit in the game last night. If you, I, I don't like to keep mentioning last year, but since I made the comparison, you think about the Bucks series last year. They lost the one game and then they gave up. Seriously, yeah. The Celtics could have given up last night. It looked like it was completely out of reach. But they didn't. He, they came Smart. back and they absolutely killed like, it. They, they killed, killed it. I mean, they they broke Toronto's back. I mean, if you're the Raptors, like that was the game. And in the playoffs, like I mentioned it before, like you have to take your opportunities. The difference between one one and two zero is the world. And yeah. you had you had one one in the palm of your hands and you lost it. I agree. You know what I'm confused about. What the hell was that final possession? Uh, I saw a lot of people saying like they didn't want Boston to be able to set up the diamond zone or the two three or whatever defense they were going to run. I mean, but still, I feel like you've got to call a timeout there. Like, what do you? You're talking about the Raptors uh, or the Celtics possession where Jalen Brown took the deep three? 
The Jalen Brown three, I don't have too much of a problem with because that's Jalen Brown. I think he could have like because that's a it shot. It wasn't really his fault either. It was no. just kind of the possession it was a yeah. garbage possession, oh. and the clock was the real important thing yeah. there. I mean, just run down the clock. And then he ran out a lot of the clock by like shooting it really high and like get it coming on. And then who was it that fought? Marcus Smart fought for the offensive rebound, which kind of messed up the Raptors. But why didn't the Raptors call a timeout? Like I said, but, I just think. I don't. I just think they didn't want to let the Celtics get set up. I mean, I guess so, but that still probably would have been better than the shot they got, right? Like, what was that? That was a terrible shot. Fred VanVleet hooked up a hail mary with Jason Tatum in his face. Great shot for me. That's all that oh no, yeah, to me. I was hyped that they got that shot. I was still a little nervous it was going in because it was closer than I probably would have liked it to be. Yeah, but... no, no. Like I hit the rim, and then I, I was pumped. I mean, no, yeah, I got hyped. Um, you mentioned the Celtics are six and zero, or I saw this that they're undefeated in the playoffs, right? Celtics haven't lost, right? They're not the only undefeated playoff team left, though. Yeah, you've got Miami. That's it, Miami. Game one against the Bucks. We can talk about this quickly. Pump. Like, I mean, that's hype, and it wasn't like it was a close game for a lot of it, but then in the end, it was a blowout. Like they just stomped on the Bucks. Like and I, this is what people were talking. And give credit to Miami; they got down early in that game. Yeah, they did. Uh, people were saying Miami has the opportunity to be the Bucks killer, and I mean, it's only game one. I mean, this is the same talk that was happening last year with the Celtics, but I think Miami has a stronger will than that team did last year. You know, Jimmy Butler's a really good leader. They've all bought into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can you can sit there and say like, oh, my uh, Milwaukee lost to Orlando in Game One, but that's so different. I I think that's so different because Orlando is clearly not a good basketball team. This Miami team is good. Like they they're can, good, they and also it. like they play hard. They're coached well. You know, yeah. Jimmy Butler is a is a monster. Like I don't know if you watched it. I watched that game. Him in the fourth court, he was incensed. Like he he looked like I, I don't even know. Yeah, he, like he was a, making shots that he usually shouldn't be making. <laughs> and and that's what a leader does. That's what Marcus yeah. Smart did. That's like, what Marcus did. And it's funny we talk about it like they shouldn't be making. I really hate when that happens against the Celtics. Like the, the spicy pea like heave that went in before halftime, like I was pissed. Oh because yeah. I really think to myself, I'm like, oh man, like you know, that's gonna like come back to bite him in the ass. It really is. Like and it, it usually does. Like it made that game a lot closer than it yeah. could have been yesterday. Um you know. And then Marcus does that. If you're on the other end of that, I mean, that's enough to make you blow your brains out. No, yeah, I agree. I, that pissed me off to no end. That and then Kemba being cold the whole game and he heats up, like that would, mm-hmm. that would get me pissed too. Yeah, if I was a Raptors fan, I'd be so mad at Marcus Smart. Like, you just can't predict that. Like, Marcus Smart, he's he's not a bad shooter. I, I, I think that's a... He's just a streaky shooter. Yeah, exactly. A I mean, streaky shooter. You saw in the first round, he didn't shoot well, and then they had a week to prepare. He probably got a lot of reps in, and he's got confidence right now. He shot well in game one, struggled a bit before the fourth quarter, and they came out and drilled five, yeah. including the and one. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> – that and one, man. Holy shit. I don't know. I, I, had, I wanted to ask you this. After Marcus Mark took the first three – I tweeted out. I was like, "Oh, okay, it's Marcus Smart panic attack three time. I, okay, I'm ready for it." <laughs> like, is that how you felt when he took the first one too? Like, whenever he takes one, 
like one that looks like he shouldn't necessarily be taking Here's him. Like, what oh, I thought, oh, shit. Right? I was oh, like, shit. oh, it went in good, right? But then yeah. I was like, well, now he's in a like heat check. Yeah, and, like, I know. I like Marcus, and I think he's, you know, like I really appreciate him, and like I don't have a problem with him shooting like a lot of people do. But I was like, oh, like it's going to be like a tough game. Like they're trying to come back. Like, is it really like heat check time? And like to his credit, he really didn't take any heat checks until like the fourth three. Yeah. And I think he still took good shots and he didn't force it. He just had open looks and he was making them. They were just going in, man. The fourth one was when he created his three and it went in. And then the fifth one, the shot clock was running down. And I mean, he kind of had to take the shot. Which is something I've been saying about Marcus. Is I feel like when like the pressure's on, or I mean, maybe not the pressure's on, but like when he knows in his mind that he has to take the shot, he doesn't maybe doubt himself as much. I mean, I don't know if Marcus is someone to doubt himself, anyways, but he doesn't have that any apprehension at all to take the shot. Like he knows, like I need to take this shot. So that probably takes a lot of the stress or pressure away from him taking the shot. If that makes sense at all. No, yeah, I know what you're saying. He he, he doesn't have that minimal doubt that he probably no. You know, he probably doesn't have a lot of doubt, anyways. But he just has a mindset. I feel like that, like, okay, I got to do this. This is going in. Let's go. He's just all like full steam ahead. Like Celtics, we need a, a boost of confidence. I'm making the shot. I'm making this one. I'm like, he just knows what he wants to do, and he it just happens. And I mean. Sometimes it bites us in the ass. Remember when he got that steal in game two last night? He almost got a steal. Let me rephrase. He was oh, like diving oh, out of bounds. Oh, he stripped Siakam and then yeah. flipped it in. And he was I thought that was going to be another like Kawhi Leonard moment, like when he did that against Clippers. If, but... he, if that play like counted, like that game would be like an all-time play. Oh, yeah. Game over right there. But it was close. It was really close. But unfortunately, he was out of bounds. I don't know, man. This Celtics team is just special. Like, the difference between last year's team and this year's team is just night and day. Uh. I, I just think, I don't know, I just think they have a better mindset. I mean, yeah, you could say, like, last year's team was really deep, which it was, but, like, I don't know. It just feels like there was always stalling. Like, and they're stalling this year, but it's not as bad. And it's just, it's just exciting, honestly. It's yeah. just so exciting that... You know, you got a team that has the grit, and they, they want like it. Really want to be there. They just want it, dude. Like, I, I forget who exactly tweeted this, so I'm sorry I'm stealing their content. But <clears throat> someone said something along the lines of Cantor and Vincent Poirier didn't play in the game last night, and they still went back to the locker room, got to their phones, and tweeted about how much they love this team. That has to say something, like, right? Like, they didn't yeah. play, and they still tweeted about, like, oh, my God, I love this team. Mark Smart's so good. Yeah. And, like, Cantor usually gets minutes, and he hasn't played at all this series. It's yeah, just... I completely agree. I mean, shit. I, the dude is great for chemistry. Yeah. Cantor, and I, don't, I wish people didn't hate on Cantor as much because I think Cantor does what he's supposed to do. I mean, unfortunately, like uh-huh. – He's not the best at pick-and-roll defense. You know, like, there are weaknesses in his game, but he's really a great team guy, for sure. 100%. And, you know, I'm glad to see he's not, like, envying anybody's minutes or, you know, he, he's just happy, like, the team's doing well. 
And yeah, I think I think everyone's bought into their role. Like I, I keep saying, like they really bought in, but like he understands, like he's got like a situational role. Like he's got he's got things he has to do to help the team win. Yeah, and I mean, he, it's Robert Williams that matches up better. Like they understand that it's not an issue. There's no jealousy because you saw in the first round, Cantor got the minutes because he was. He was supposed to guard Embiid. He's the big body. Williams matches up better with Ibaka off the bench. He's more athletic, more quick. I mean, he doesn't play the best perimeter defense. You know, he's out of position sometimes, which yeah. gives him threes. But, I mean, you can't complain. I feel like they all just want to win. Like, there's nothing else but winning that they want. Like, last year, he who shall not be named kind of wanted the stats. He wanted the glory of, like, leading a team to winning. But he didn't actually care about winning. He wanted to be the leader on a winning team. And if he couldn't have that, he didn't care. This year, everyone came in with the mindset of, I want to win basketball games. And whether that's feeding Marcus Smart threes, feeding Kemba shots, getting Tatum shots, getting Brown shots, getting Hayward shots when he's healthy. No one cares who takes the shot. As long as it's going in and the Celtics are winning basketball games. That's what matters. And that's the difference. Right? Can you can't you see that on the court? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I still can't believe they won that game yesterday. That game, honestly, like it felt like it was over. Yeah. Uh, I, the Raptors were up <clears throat> something like eight points going into the fourth, right? And then points. Marcus Smart just bang, 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 and it was just that turned the tide, like very clearly turned the tide of the game. I remember writing about it. In my article, uh, I so when I write my articles for like game recaps, I don't know if any of you guys listening read them, but um, I write recaps for every Celtics game and some other games. I used to do every NBA game that was going on, but you know, so you don't have time as much when you, school starts up again. So um, I write recaps for every Celtics game, and I remember writing about the Celtics going into the fourth quarter because I, I write it as it, as I go. So I have, like, time to get it up and whatever. So I, I remember writing, like, they just had to get back to playing smart basketball like they did in game one. <clears throat> and I, I, I didn't know how ironic that was going to be. <laughs> they just had yeah, to get really. back to playing smart basketball. And then it really. was just Marcus Smart opened up the fourth on fire. He was a flamethrower. He made three after three after three. And it was just, like, the momentum was just shifted completely. And then I wrote about the tech Tatum got, and then, we didn't even talk about this. Cardiac Kemba showed out again, like, stepped back over some Ibaka. It, oh, it all just came together in the fourth quarter. It really did. Like, everybody. Jalen Brown was a little quiet. Like, he had an okay game, but he was a little quiet that game. But it really didn't matter. Like, Celtics were just a team. That That's what it is. Celtics were just played better team basketball, right? Yeah. And, you know, they still have plenty of room to improve. Like, yeah. They really weren't great for, for the first three quarters. I mean, Celtics need to uh, stop turning the ball over because that's a huge problem. They had 17 yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Like, mm-hmm. Toronto's a team that thrives in the fast break or the transition offense. So you can't give them opportunities to run on you. Honestly, Toronto, like, really hasn't shot well this series. And the reason why they were able to play so well yesterday was because of that. They were able to get out and run a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not even just turnovers. It's missed layups, which the Celtics had a couple of, or, you know, shots where – Put you out of position, things like that. I mean, yeah, 
I agree. I feel like Brad is definitely going to be able to get the team to play better. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. But I'm very interested to see how well they're going to be able to improve upon game two and game three because Toronto's definitely not done yet. It's definitely mm-hmm. a backbreaker that they lost, but they still are, you know, they won a championship last year. Those guys, they all. They've like all have got, that experience, yeah. Yeah, they've got the experience. They don't have Kawhi, which is a big thing. And I keep seeing people saying, oh, they got down 2-0 to the Bucks last year. Well, yeah, you had Kawhi. You don't <laughs> have Kawhi anymore. You don't, you don't have that guy. They don't have the guy that can go out there and get them a basket. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. The Celtics have three of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I feel like Nick Nurse, like, had a semi-correct game plan. Like, he got guys that the Celtics couldn't necessarily guard hot. Like, OG Ananobi, like, we saw him kind of bully Robert Williams at times, got past him with the speed because the Celtics were trying to focus on, like I said, Van Vliet, Lowry, and Siakam, which is what you should do if you're the Celtics. Um, and he got Ibaka hot, who's, like, again, not part of that big, like, quote-unquote big three the Raptors have. But... They just didn't execute. Like the energy wasn't there, the the shots weren't there, they weren't falling, and the Celtics just played really good defense. I, I think is what it comes down to. The Celtics are a very very good defensive team, and when you have a team like that who can play defense, like I would argue everybody on our roster can play some semblance of defense. Like even Cantor, I feel like has improved this year on the defensive end because he's on the Celtics. Well, that's what Brad Stevens does. He gets the most out of everyone, not only on offense, but on defense, too. I mean, you saw it with Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie was never a guy to play defense and play yeah. defense for Brad. You know, he, he he worked to be better, you know. Yeah. Even though he was a prick and, you know, how everything ended, he still, he still gave effort on the defensive end, at least during the – you know, maybe not in that Buck series. That Buck series, he quit, but – Yeah, it was rough. For the majority of his tenure, he was – Putting in work on defense. He was trying to be a better defensive player. Yeah. Do you know who I was uh, – sorry, go ahead finish. No, nah, I really didn't have anything. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you know who I was especially uh, impressed with yesterday? Grant Williams' defense was so, so good. Like, specifically against uh, – I think it was Siakam. His, like, perimeter defense, just, like, standing in front of him, He he like, no one was getting by him. Yeah, and – I mean, Grant is, like, a perfect Brad Stevens player. He's, like, Marcus Smart, but, like, young again. Like, he's, like, he's not as developed skill-wise, but he hustles and plays hard. Yeah. I I just think he, he got the most minutes off the bench. Like, a minute more than Robert Williams, which I know isn't a lot, but still. He got the most minutes off, minutes off the bench. Robert Williams played great. Like, he scored 11 points, 4 rebounds in 17 minutes. That That – lob he got to uh start out the game for him was oh, so was just like it was just boom like powerful and you could just tell like oh wow yeah this guy's gonna have a good game <laughs> like oh yeah i'm ready for it and i was more impressed with the mid-range jumper that he made to be honest yeah yeah i actually think i turned my head away from the tv because i didn't see it i might have been typing like i was pissed i looked up i saw the replay i was like what the fuck <laughs> so but no he's just developing into a stud he's developed into what everyone wanted him to be when he came in the league, honestly. 
Uh, I think that – do you think he'll be starting next season? Let me, let's talk about this. Grant? No, 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 no. Robert, Robert Williams? Williams? At center. Yeah, Robert Williams. Uh, it's no. Tough. No, okay. I don't think so. I think Ty- it depends what happens with Tice. Yeah, I think Tice is going to stick around, but I don't think you do. You I know, I hope- no, I do. I do. I uh, think you are. Someone told me that they didn't think he was. I don't know who it was. But anyways, I think Tice is still the best center the Celtics have. And even though uh, Robert Williams has made a great impact in the series, I still think Tice deserves all the credit because he's been great. And... He stepped up into the Al Horford role, like I've said many times. It was super impressive that he was able to do that because it wasn't something that people really expected going into the season. Everyone pinned the weak point on the Celtics being the center spot, and it has never proved to be that. Yeah. And my my best argument to that is always just pick a game that they lost because of the center, and no yeah. one can ever do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you've got, you've got Daniel Tice, who has always been a good player. And people forget because he got hurt his rookie year. And then he didn't get a lot of time last year because of Baines and Horford being in front of him. He's always been this good. He just hasn't got the opportunity. He's a great player. Um, That's why the Celtics brought him over from Germany. Celtics don't go get people for no reason. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's not been a game this season where not us not having a center has killed us. And I think that's less indicative of our centers being really good because if i'm being honest our centers aren't like the best centers in the league they're they're good they get the job done but i think it's just because we have such a big four like in those guys that we don't don't have necessarily they don't have to be the best center in the league and i honestly feel like it's better that they aren't because they know their role and each of them plays their role to almost perfection i mean Tice plays good defense. He makes great plays. He makes great screens, seals people under the basket. Robert Williams brings energy off the bench. He's athletic and blocks shots, makes those big alley-oop dunks, right? Yeah. Dennis Cantor, he, he gives guys confidence to drive, and he gets to the front of the rim and puts the ball back in if they miss. I mean, that is – you have an answer for every situation. You don't need – I don't know. I just don't think teams can really win right now with guys that are dominant scorers as, at the center spot. I mean, think of a good team that has, I mean, Jokic. But even mm-hmm. then, like, he wasn't the main it was Jamal Murray. in that last series. It was Jamal Murray. Like, I feel like if you're playing through your center, you're not doing it right. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about that series for a second, too? What a fucking killer blow for the Jazz, man. They were so close. I feel so bad for Donovan Mitchell. He played his heart out, and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I do. I feel bad for him, too. I really like Donovan Mitchell. Um, Future Celtics. 3-1, they were up, and he's carrying them the whole series. I mean, he's got to be frustrated. Yeah. I mean, But Bleach Report put out like 10, 15 minutes ago that he plans to sign an extension. Damn. So. Sucks. (laughs) I mean, Uh, he was always going to end up there anyways. I don't know. I never understand the big deal with rookie extensions. I don't because those guys are going to get re-signed anyway. Yeah, I mean it's the same extension that Tatum's gonna get because they were the same. They were the same year, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that being said, I can't really like feel too bad because it wasn't that the Jazz lost. Jamal Murray's just just played out of his mind. Like he played just as good as Mitchell did. If I'm being honest, Jamal Murray was crazy. Like he, he put up like 50 point game after 50 point game. So did Mitchell, but, but 
that those two, just the back and forth, that was the best first round series this playoffs, I think, easily. For sure. Uh, and then you got the Thunder and the Rockets. That's the last game one, uh, round one matchup going on right now, right? Which right is tonight. Or, yeah, okay. And then, so what, we're going to have Lakers versus the winner of that. Clippers, Nuggets, which I think will be a decent series, honestly. Uh, the Heat, Bucks going on, and then Celtics, Raptors, obviously. I mean, I feel like Houston sucks if they're going to a game seven against OKC, but OKC is a good team. But OKC is a good team. I think, I'm trying to think who would be better off like to try and beat the Lakers. Honestly, I would rather... I think you're better off it, having it's Houston. Well, you say that, but then who the fuck? They, they can barely like stay in front of Steven Adams. You tell me, who the hell is going to come even close to stopping Anthony Davis? So you say that, but think about it like this, right? The Celtics are putting like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart on like Siakam, who's yeah. similar size to Davis. Davis is probably stronger, but like, you know, they still are using guards to defend that matchup. So it's not impossible. PJ Tucker's strong dude. Like, I don't know. Like that's that's the that's the thing though. Like, is is that enough? And you have to guard LeBron, like. I don't know. Lakers have an easy matchup in the second round, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean... I'm kind of bummed that uh, Denver won yesterday, actually. I really wanted uh, Utah just because really? I thought it would be a better matchup for the Clippers. Yeah. Oh, I think the Nuggets are a better matchup, if I'm being honest. I think they have more depth to match up with the Clippers. But... No, no, I'm talking about I want the Clippers to win, Jack. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I want the I Clippers see. to win. <clears throat> I see. Do you want the Clippers to win just so the Lakers lose or because you think... Yeah, I want them to beat the Lakers. Like, that's what I want. So you're telling me you would rather the Clippers beat the Lakers than the Celtics meet the Lakers in the finals and then beat the Lakers? Yeah, no, I don't want that risk. (laughs) Why? Do you think that... Who do you think is a better team? Oh, I think the Celtics are like... Right now? I mean, the Celtics might beat anybody, but like... I mean, out of the Lakers and Clippers. I think the Clippers are the better team, but like... I don't want the risk of the Lakers winning another championship. Okay, that's fair, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, I think a Lakers... The only one behind the Celtics right now, like, you can't have that. I mean, hey, that being said, if the Lakers and the Celtics match up in the finals and the Celtics win, that's that means we're too ahead of them instead, and we beat it's them. It's very true. It's just, like... It's a risk. It's not, it's not a risk I want to take. I get that. I get that. Think it's about not, it's the, not even that I'm not confident. It's just, like, I mean... No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's like the Celtics played both of those teams really well in the regular season. They blew the doors off them at the Garden. And, mm-hmm. I mean, have the Lakers really been that good in the bubble? Nah. Celtics might be the best team in the bubble. Honestly. Like, yeah. In terms of being in the bubble. I mean, before the Celtics had their way with them, the Raptors, I would argue, were the best team in the bubble. But now... <laughs> they might be the best team in the bubble against any other team. Yeah. The literally. Celtics, honestly. Because yeah. they haven't lost anybody but the Celtics. And, I mean, hey, it's that's tough. all Sometimes you just draw the bad cards, you know? I mean, like... It's all that matters now. <laughs> you have to play the Celtics, and uh, they're the only team they can beat you. What is up with that? Like, I don't understand. Like, yes, the Celtics play really well against Toronto, but Toronto just plays so shitty against the Celtics. Because Toronto's really not that good. Yeah, I mean, just... Oh, man. Who I do mean, they how, actually have? Like, How, like, how can you say that, though? They, it's, it's not that they're a bad team, and it's not that Siakam is a bad player, but, like... He's not the guy that's going to put a team on his back, and they don't have that guy that's going to do that. And the Celtics have three of them, and yeah. all three of those guys can play solid defense, even Kemba. 
Yeah. I mean, like you saw, like Kemba struggled yesterday, and he still brought every ounce of effort that he could. He was stealing balls, getting passing lanes. Like he was motivating the guys. Like who's yeah. carrying the Raptors? Do you no know what one. I? I I um I feel like this Raptors team is very similar to you remember those Hawks teams that were always really good with like Millsap, yes. Porter, and them. And it's unfortunate because those teams never won. Exactly. And that's why they never had the guy that's going to carry you in a playoff series. Milwaukee has Giannis. Miami has Jimmy Butler now. The Celtics have Tatum, Kemba, and Jalen Brown. The Lakers have LeBron and Davis. Clippers have Kawhi and, you know, for their sake, hopefully Paul George. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shown out really. He's been better, but he sucked for a while. You can say the Rockets have Harden. You can say the Thunder have Chris Paul. You can even argue that now the Nuggets have Jamal Murray. Right. And like, Jokic. And Jokic. Even though I said earlier, you really don't want to have to rely on a center because they have to play in the post, slows the game down. But yeah. And if I'm being honest, I think Fred Van Vliet could potentially help in that category, but he just hasn't fucking shown up. Like he he's just hasn't just, shown up. He's not that guy, though, Jack. Like he's not. No, I, I'm aware. I know. I don't. I don't think of Fred Van Fleet and get nervous. I think of Fred Van Fleet and I'm like, oh, like this guy, like, you know, it'll give you maybe one game of that. He's not going to give you four wins from him carrying you. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I'm not I even saying he's a bad player because no, he's a solid yeah. player, you know, like, but like, he's not at the same level as all the other guys I just said. They just don't have the guy. I agree. I, mean, I wouldn't even say, I honestly think the Celtics have the best three players in the series after watching the first three ga- uh, two games. Yeah. I agree after what we've seen so far. And Jalen Brown hasn't even been that great. No. But he's still doing his job. And that's all you have to ask from these guys because they can all support each other. At least in this series. They play Milwaukee next round. They're going to have to, like, really bring it. And if they play Miami, they might have to bring it as well. But Miami's definitely a better matchup for the Celtics. Uh, You know, they don't have – Jimmy Butler's been great, but, like, he's not not Giannis. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. The Celtics will have an answer for Jimmy Butler more than they have an answer for Giannis. I agree. They can throw Jalen Brown at Jimmy Butler. I mean, and that being said, Jalen Brown Celtics... daddied him this year in the, oh, yeah. the meetings they had. So, I think the Celtics could take down either one of those teams. Honestly, though, I feel like we're a good. I'll tell team. you what, though, if the Celtics get Miami, if they do get past Toronto, which they should, we're gonna all start to hate Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah, Jimmy Butler. He's just he's a killer. Like I feel like there's no respect. On it, even after that game, there's not enough respect put on his name. Like he's a he's an animal. We'll see tonight. I'm actually this is like the first time I've actually been like kind of excited for like other games in the bubble. Yeah. because like this kind of has repercussions for the Celtics. Like Celtics kind of want Miami to win just because Milwaukee's like just I don't know. I feel like Milwaukee's a bad matchup for the Celtics, even though I don't really feel like there is a bad matchup. I feel like Milwaukee is the worst matchup, worst possible. Yeah, and, and the Celtics beat up on Miami this year, so that helps. I mean, they had that one game in the bubble where they lost to him without Jimmy Butler, but like. I don't know. I feel like the Celtics like played like dog shit that game. So they they play down to their competition. It's what we talked about after that game happened, and that was before they discovered Robert Williams being a beast too. So yeah, I mean, I'm hyped. <laughs> might, if the Celtics do play Miami, if they get past Toronto, um, you might see more of Cantor to match up with Bam for the body, you know, the strength matchup. Yeah, I don't know. I also I don't know. I feel like Robert Williams. How big is Bam? Do you know? Six nine ish. Uh, so he's, he's like the same height as yeah. Williams. He's not yeah. like Embiid. He's not super tall yeah. though. He's just uh, very athletic. He's he, I think he's an elevated version of Robert Williams. I'm being honest. He's a really really good version of Robert Williams. Well, he's really skilled too. Like that's a yeah. problem. 
I think that'll be an issue for Robert Williams, to be honest, because he's not great at perimeter defense. Yeah. Like I, I, he's just a better version of what Robert Williams could be eventually. But I don't think Robert, like, I don't think Williams will ever be that level. But no, I, just, I, don't think, I just think they're different players. Okay. Yeah. I Robert mean, Williams is more of a Clint Capella type. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like that comparison better. You're right. Um, I, I'm hyped. I can't be more excited for this Raptors series. And like you said, I'm very excited for the Heat Buck series. Uh, I'm. I think we got covered everything i can't think of anything else i wanted to talk about unless you got anything um i mean game three they just got to be better i mean yes offensively toronto is not going to go down and i wish they would you know i wish it was philly even philly didn't go down game three i mean that was a dogfight in that game yes yeah Uh, sellers are gonna have to come to play i i I low-key wish this was like actually like in real game like at real arenas like they'd be going back to the garden right now i mean yeah yeah (laughs) If they're going back to the Garden up 2-0, it's just it's a wrap. Imagine going to 2-up in Toronto. Oh, man. Yeah, that probably wouldn't happen, though. No. <laughs> no. But, yeah. Uh, I'm hyped for Game 3. Uh, Celtics are on fire. I think it's going to be Game 3 6-30 tomorrow night. Yes, sir. I really hate the 6-30 starts. Why are you not weird. starting the game at 7-30? Yeah, no. It's definitely weird. I, uh, I have work until 7-30. Like, I'm not trying to work and then have the game on at work. Like, I don't like that. It's definitely because they want to the game get... at seven thirty. Why is this different than any other year? It's because I can tell you why. It's because the West Coast games are usually they usually start at like ten, right? For us, because that means yeah. they're starting at seven thirty. But they want to let everybody be able to watch it, so they're like starting them a little bit later for the East Coast. So the West Coast quote unquote games with like the Lakers can start like thirty minutes, like an hour earlier. That way, both both games are now starting at six thirty instead, instead of the West Coast having to stay up an extra hour or something. I don't know. It's it's something along those lines. It's because the West Coast has to wait. <clears throat> but anyways, um, uh, if you can follow me on Twitter at BannertownJack. Make sure to follow at BannertownUSA too. Uh, get the latest articles, videos, uh, Sam's recaps, uh, my articles, Sam's articles, everything on there, YouTube videos, uh, podcast updates sometimes. Make sure to follow underscore from the Raptors uh, at Bannertown Jack. Sam's at Bannertown Sam. I'm sure how tell you that. But yeah, Sam, you want to end us off here? Okay, yeah. So Celtics tomorrow at 6.30. It's bullshit, but that's the time they're playing. Uh, you can follow me at Bannertown Sam. I'm starting to gather ideas for a series recap. Hopefully I get to make it. Um, oh my God, I had something else I wanted to say. I completely forgot what it was. So... Yeah, that's our show today. Oh, oh, actually, it's not our show today. Um, Friday, we are doing Celtics Jeopardy again. So be on the lookout for news surrounding that because it's going to be really fun. The last one was a blast to make. I can't wait to do this one. Um, Yeah, so that's our show. Thanks for listening. Bye.